Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Hello, podcast listeners. It's all my fault. It's a phrase that I think becomes more potent if you're in the midst of menopause anxiety. And it's only with hindsight I've been able to see this in myself that makes it easier to kind of recognize it in other people. So one of the things that happened, uh, I'd moved into a pure, I'd gone from being a hypnotherapist, well, okay, I'd gone from being a lot of things, uh, but at that time, I'd gone from being a hypnotherapist who actually quite liked the work I did, got great results for clients, enjoyed working with clients, didn't have to work too hard, really, to make a decent living. But I had this ambition thing, which I still have. And I hadn't yet, to my knowledge, I hadn't yet entered this menopause phase. And even if I had, I didn't know what I was going to expect. Who does? So when I started coaching, I moved into business coaching, which was a a decision taken with the wrong part of my brain, frankly. I took that decision with the logical part of my brain, the same part of my brain that told me, no, go and do a degree in economics and business studies instead of go and do a degree in languages because you really love that and you're good at it. You'd think you'd learn, but no. So anyway, I kind of persuaded myself through the people I worked with that or the best, what I should be doing is business coaching because I've got this marketing background. I've got a marketing master's degree and I've worked in advertising and I've been a director and blah, 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 all the logical reasons that my conscious brain, my prefrontal cortex was telling me made it a good idea. So that's what I did. But then what I noticed happening, and again, at the time, didn't really think about it. You might imagine perhaps you find the same thing, that because I was working for myself, I understandably attracted people of similar, not entirely, but similar kind of age groups and and experiences. So unbeknownst to me, I probably was attracting other women in perimenopausal stages. But that's kind of an aside. The thing was, I would think that I had to tell people how to do stuff. That's what they were paying me money for. Like, oh, 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 give me the answer to the universe kind of thing, couched in, tell me how to make loads of money in my business. And I took on this mantle thinking, no, no, I know how to do this because I've tried this and this works and I've tried that and that works. So I'm just going to tell people to do what I've done because it works. Only I would tell people to do what I'd done and and it didn't work, and they'd go, well, it doesn't work. What, what do I do now? And I'd be a bit flummoxed. <laughs> First of all, because I made the mistake of thinking that the best thing to do is to tell people what to do, even when they're asking, oh, tell me what to do, what do I do? 
what do I do, Shirley or whoever? What do I do? Tell, just tell me what to do so I don't have to think about what to do. Just tell me what to do. And I jumped in like an idiot going, oh, I have the answer to this. I know this. Do this, do this, do this, do this. Job done. No, job not done. And and so, you know, I'd, I'd kind of they'd go, oh, what do I do now? This didn't work. And I think, well, well, it should work because it worked this way before. And so there's a load of problems. So, so I took on the responsibility for, for them not achieving the success that I'd had. It became my fault for me and for them. So it was my fault. And the reason I'm kind of, well, one of the reasons I'm telling this story is that I think with, again, with hindsight, if you're of that persuasion of taking on way too much responsibility for the rest of the world, of trying to fix everything for everybody, trying to be the right thing, do the right thing, get it right, not get it wrong, and I cover this in all kinds of episodes in different guises, then, then you, and, and then you suddenly, this is what happened to me, you find yourself in the midst of menopause and you don't realise you're in the midst of it, it then becomes huge. It's like everything about you becomes invalidated. Like you have no self-worth. You, what were you thinking in thinking you could do this thing? Um, what were you thinking that, you know, who did you, who do you think you are? You know, like all those little cliches that kind of echo through the ages, suddenly go boom and they explode like you stepped on a landmine of what were you thinking? Who do you think you are? You know, pride comes before a fall, showing off again. You know, all of those, ah, those phrases that you suddenly think, oh my goodness, that's all true. And so to cut a long story short, what then happened was a huge process of retreat into invisibility which is another topic I've talked about a number of times before, and I'm sure I'll come back to it, because I also see this as a common feature of women who hit this menopausal moment, which won't be identical to mine because we're all different, but I had friends in the similar place who might have been previously very gregarious, very socially outgoing, very visible, suddenly choosing invisibility like suddenly turning down social invitations suddenly not wanting to be no I don't want to be the star of the show no I don't want to be the person who's steering the conversation or deciding where we go or what we do I don't want to do that anymore leave me alone I just want to be here just let me crawl into my cave and hibernate until this is all done even though the, the, like the experiences I'm describing of me and friends who I saw going through this, we didn't realise this had anything to do with menopause. We just thought, this is how I feel. Because that's what it is, it's your life. It's not, you know, we hang a label on it. And the only way that helps is if it goes, if it encourages you to go, oh, hang on a minute, I could, I could get some help with this <laughs> because this seems to fit a pattern. In that sense, it helps. But in any other sense of 
having a label doesn't help you get through it per se it's like oh, oh i'm wanting to be invisible and retreat and not be sociable and not see friends and take on the blame of the world and therefore i won't engage with the world anymore because if it's all my fault then then i'd rather not engage thanks it, it, for someone to go oh well you're menopausal go oh great am i lovely thanks and shut the door <laughs> thank you goodbye and that's that's where I was. So I went from this continuation of ambition, of wanting more, of wanting to create, of, of feeling capable of doing more, of of knowing there was more in me, of, of feeling like I've got a goodness, another 40, 50 years of life if I'm going to live as long as my mother has. Um, goodness, I've got lots in me going from that to, uh-oh, it's all my fault. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, what, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? Why did I think I could do this? Retreat, 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 retreat. Become invisible. Don't. I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to socially engage. I don't want people to... I don't want to have to be anything for anybody anymore because if I have to be something for somebody, I'll be wrong. I'll, it'll be my fault. If it goes wrong, it'll be my fault. So I'd rather not do it, thanks. Nope, not doing that job, not doing that business not attending that event, not hanging out with those friends. And, and there's a sense of shame as well, embarrassment, uh, guilt. And you don't, want to, you don't want people to see that. You don't want them to know. You don't want to have the conversation. I don't want to talk about it, so I won't go there. People are going to ask me stuff. I don't want to answer them. I don't care. La, 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 la. My life, my life. Shut the door. And I know some friends still do that and it's entirely our choice what we do so to go back to me taking responsibility for other people that's wrong too you can't i can't you can't we can't no one can we can provide advice but most of all really the best way for me to help people and i think for most of us to help people is just to ask the right questions, maybe make an occasional observation without a judgment, I hasten to add, not a judgment, observation, questions, and, and modelling, you know, modelling. And that's the best you can do. And that you might think, well, that doesn't sound like very much, but actually done well, that is better than any of the advice on the, on the planet of anyone telling you what to do, how to do it, because that goes back to that person that you may or may not have been as a child. And I see this in young people. Remember, I'm writing a book on mental health leadership in secondary schools. Because if we teach young people to just do what they're told, just uh, answer the question this way, look the answer up in that book, uh, construct an argument like X, Y, Z, and you'll get the grade and you'll get the pass and you'll get the job, then we're not creating an environment where they can think for themselves. They're just good at following orders. And I feel, I often feel that menopause, when we get into menopause anxiety, is like a boomerang from our adolescence of everything that kind of didn't really go that brilliantly then for whatever reason 
that we felt we had to perform then. We felt we had to be perfect. We felt we had to get things right. We felt we had to please other people because that's how we made progress. That's how we fitted in. That's how we were liked. That it boomerangs back on us in midlife, in menopause. But it, it's like a car crash because there's the real part of us that goes, no, no more. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. But we don't know what to do instead. So we retreat. So is it our fault? Well, no. But at the same time, there's, there's a very subtle shift of taking, or, uh, tapping into the courage that says, I create my life. But in a hugely constructive, positive, it's like, I create this, which is really just a twist in language from it's my fault, it's my responsibility. But that's not helpful. When we go, it's my fault, everything, it, it, we're very focused on what's gone wrong, what we can't do, what ha happens when, you know, we're in the oh no, you, you know, I can't do that because this will happen and that will happen and the other happened. And this is, look what happened last time. That happened, this happened, the other happened. She did this, he did that, I did whatever. When we talk about it's my fault, it's my responsibility, that's the kind of conversation that goes on in our heads or even with other people. Whereas when we are able, you've got to get through the anxiety first to be able to do this. You can't just leap into this stage of, oh, just switch off all of that rubbish and go into, I can create my future, which is what so many people try to do. And I think that's what I had been coached to do and was trying to get my clients to do. They weren't ready for it. They needed to get through the whole anxiety, fear, self-doubt. Oh my goodness, I'm not good enough. I'm rubbish. It's my fault. They needed to get through that to a place of, greater confidence, greater calm, greater clarity, all of those things that we lose in menopause before being able to get to a place of going, okay, now I can create. Now I create. Now the place I'm in, the work I'm doing, the plans I've got are all of my creation. What do I choose? But in an exciting way. Okay. That's it. We're done today. I hope you found this helpful. I don't know why I'm doing this stupid voice. So sometimes I do that. Sometimes I just come from somewhere. I sometimes say things. I'll be talking to someone who's from, I don't know, up north, anywhere up north. You can tell I'm a southerner. Uh, and they go, why did, you, why did you put that strange? Like they think I'm, I'm mimicking them in some, uh, what's the word? I can't think of the exact word I'm looking for, but you know, not a kind way. And I go, oh my goodness, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that at all. It's just, I have these voices that sometimes come out just like then. Anyway, have a brilliant rest of day. It's Monday. And I hope you've got lots of lovely things planned. Whatever they are, you know, whatever you might be creating or uncreating, as I've heard energy people talk about. You could uncreate the anxiety, perhaps. I'm wittering now, so it's time to go, time to sign off, time to get on with the rest of my day, and you get on with the rest of yours, and I will catch you tomorrow. Take care. Bye. <laughs>